Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got David Wood on the line. David, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm having a good day. Thank you. That's awesome. Really looking forward to this conversation. So why don't you share with the audience a little bit about you and the absolutely amazing work that you do? Thank you. Um, a little bit about me. Well, I grew up very left-brained. That was, that was my life, and I didn't even know it. You don't really know how you how you are in relation to other people. But I had a tragedy as a kid, and I think one of my trauma responses was learning to shut down the emotional side. And I, you know, I got a scholarship. I got paid to go to university. University was free back then in Australia. Uh, I got paid to go to university, and then I got this amazing consulting job on Park Avenue, consulting to Fortune 100 companies like Sony Music and Exxon. And then I discovered at the age of 27 that I knew nothing about intimacy, uh, vulnerability, true leadership, authenticity, uh, influence. I knew nothing about that. I was just really good at numbers and systems and money. So the last half of my life has been catching up. It's been sitting with gurus, doing things that, are, that are, you know, would, could freak anybody out and facing my fears so that I could actually grow and develop as a human. So now my coaching, I'm a bit unusual. Most coaches will either do business coaching or life coaching. I'm more of a life coach for successful business owners because everyone, almost everyone wants to start with more revenue. Okay, great. Let's do that. But then how hard are you working? Like, like, do you want to keep working like this for the rest of your life or do you want to leverage and double your time off as well? And then we get to the really good stuff. How are your relationships? What keeps you awake at night? Are you fully expressed? Are you living life fully so that when that time comes and we're on our deathbed looking back, you can say, I gave it everything. I really, truly lived. That's the test for me. It's amazing and, and definitely an amazing journey so far. And, you know, at, at 27, you know, here you are on Park Avenue and, and working with you know, some of the biggest names on the planet. And you, you realize, you know, that, okay, there's one part of me that obviously is pretty successful, but there's something else there. And the fact that you had the courage to be able to dig in and learn and, and look within too. And that's one thing that I see in a lot of people. They can look outward and they can fumble around trying to figure out how to navigate life and all of that. But when they look within, that's one area they're not comfortable looking at. And it's in a way ironic because who do we spend the most time with? Ourselves. And it's, it's always interesting when people are afraid to look within. Well, th this is a huge topic for me and I think we can go meta here. So this is a metaphor, the, you know, the not looking within is scary. I find it scary work. You know, I've, I've been sobbing, I've, I've had panic attacks, I've done all sorts of stuff. Um, 
working with therapists, working with gurus, working with coaches to go inside. And it's not easy. Right now, I'm, uh, I just decided to get into acting a few m- months ago. And it's, it's kind of a parallel path. It's not always easy work. Sometimes it's being on stage and having people laughing at you and then your old stuff comes up and gets triggered and it's like I don't want to feel like that again so I totally have empathy for people who are like oh boy I don't know do I want to do the inner work but I think it's a metaphor uh, we can extend it to business what is scary in your business that you may not want to face um, for example I one thing for me that I've been putting off for a long time is reconnecting with old clients it's just like seeing how you're doing Um, and seeing if they want to coach with me again. But what if they say no? What if they they find it annoying? Um, That's a micro example of something that could be a little edgy in the business. Bigger examples for people are uh, starting a business, letting go of their safety net, which could be a paying job, asking a celebrity to endorse their product, uh, even when I reached out to Alan Alder from, from MASH, for those who are too young to remember Alan Alder, um, very scary, like uh, pitching him to be on my podcast. So it's not just the inner work, but it's anything in life that looks a bit edgy, that looks a bit scary. I think we have an evolutionary uh, gene in us that says, don't do that. Because if we keep on stepping off cliffs to see what's down the bottom, eventually, you know, the human race would die out. So I understand that it's like, oh, I got to, you know, let's play safe. Let's not do that because it could be awkward. Let's not go and speak on stage. Let's not go and sing in front of people. Let's not ask my partner for what I want in the bedroom. Let's not make a confession to my kids because that could be very embarrassing. All of these things, I understand it. What I'm encouraging people to do is use our willpower and use our, 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 our cortex to work out is that what's best for us or should I practice something called deliberate discomfort? Should I actually find those edges and ride those edges? I'm a huge fan of it. I've, I've done some things that are, you know, pretty damn scary but on the other side is usually those great rewards and that's where I take my clients not not to places that I think they should go but it's like what would be an edge for you but would improve your life and in touching those edges and in breaking through some you know boundaries that you've set for yourself to play it safe I think this is a lot about people and you know, going back to courage, you know, having the courage to stretch yourself, to push yourself to new limits. And I find those that have been successful in life, whatever their definition of success is, there's a common trait where they've pushed themselves and they found themselves or they put themselves in situations that challenge them to really grow and leverage whatever experience they have to the experience of others, finding mentors, coaches, whatever the case may be, to get them to the next step. They realized they wanted more. Because once you start, and this is one of those things that I discovered, so once you start attaining the things that you want, you want more. Because yes, nothing's wrong with attaining a goal and hitting that 
sweet spot or whatever you wanted to do. You hit it. You're like, great. Celebrate, of course. But I came to realize that I liked the journey, if not the same, maybe even a little bit more than the actual destination. And that was one of those things that I'm like, okay, what, you know, what do I want to challenge myself with over these next few months or the next couple of years? What are some things that I want to do in order to do whatever I want, whether it's personal business life or a hybrid of the both? Yeah. And, and it's hard to do that alone. It's hard to do that in isolation because, you know, we're creatures of habit. And we have people around us who already know us to be a certain way. So we form an identity. And now I'm here I am, David Wood. You're Michael Levitt. Uh, this is my personality. This is what I do. This is what I don't do. And so sometimes it, it takes an external force to break out of the orbit that you're in. So one example, you go and do a personal growth program like the Landmark Forum. Boy, did that bust me out of my, my orbit. I, I ended up quitting my job, going back to Australia, and I became a professional entertainer singing in, in, for pubs and parties. But it took that outside influence. Um, almost every time I work with a coach, something new will happen because someone else is saying, well, have you considered this? And what about this? And what do you want? Hearing you speak about those scary things has me think about a client that I'm working with right now. I have a group coaching program for business owners as well as private coaching. But this one guy, he, um, you know, he started his business, which was scary. And then the product took off, went viral. And then um, he's approached by Shark Tank. Uh, you know, he didn't go to them. They came to him. And so, you know, how scary would that be to go and pitch yourself in front of the sharks and maybe look silly in front of millions of people? And so that was an edge for him. And, you know, he stepped up, he prepared, he went, he rocked it out. Now the, I think the shopping channel is, is trying to get him interested. The Today Show has reached out to him. Can we, can we feature your product? Um, these are scary things. And so I, if, for listeners, if you're listening and thinking, oh, yeah, those, those sound like they'd be edgy for me, great. If you're thinking, oh, I could do all that stuff, my question is, what would your edge look like? And here's a great exercise that I, I recommend. I think it's a wonderful exercise you can do in five minutes. Right at the top of a piece of paper, what would my life look like if I was fearless? I'm not asking you to be fearless. I, you know, I don't. And what are they, there's a book I read that says the only people who are fearless are fools and priests. Um, I don't know if that's true, but fear is fine. Just what if you were fearless? What would you do? And you can have different circles on the page. One could be business. You write your business things in there. I would call 20 people and invite them to be clients. I'd go and speak on this stage. I'd do a TED talk, whatever it is. And then personal. What about your relationships? What, what would you say to your kids? What would you say to your partner? What would you say to your friends? And then you can have one just for life. What would you do? Would you start dancing? Would you um, want to move and live in a different country? Would you just want to tell the truth even when it hurts you? Like, I think it's a wonderful exercise. Now, you don't have to do everything on the list. You don't have to do any of it. 
And I say that so that your brain isn't going to hide the things from you that you really are scared to do. Let's just get them out. Then you might want to go and circle two or three and say, you know what? In the next three weeks, I'm going to do this one and then this one and then this one and I'll see how that goes. And if you like the results and it feels good in your body and you're like proud of yourself, uh, who knows where that could lead? Possibly a whole new life. I love that exercise because it, it, in a way it mimics, it mimics life goals, but these are things that maybe subconsciously you're like, I really want to do these things. Because if, if you're thinking about them and you're writing these things down, if I had nothing to lose, I was fearless, you know, no, no shackles, safety net, don't have to worry about skinning my knee or anything. What would I do? And to many of us, for some reason, have given up on even dreaming about things. Everyone, and I've noticed this, especially during this pandemic, and uh, that a lot of people, and obviously this, this pandemic has impacted everybody in some way. Maybe challenging, maybe devastating, maybe there could have been opportunities for businesses, and your business is booming because you have a product that met the needs of society during this time. So the, you know, those kind of things happen. But again, it, it boils down to, and every time I think about this, I go, okay, why aren't people pushing themselves? You know, why, why are they sitting in the lazy boy recliner all the time? Nothing against rest. Rest is important, but they're not growing. They're not doing anything. They've just kind of said, okay, here's where I am pause and that's it you know why why are people doing that yeah and it disappoints me i mean i'm and i'm not i'm really i'm really trying not to be judgmental of people because everyone has their situations experiences life all that thing but i look at it going you know what all the things that you want in life are attainable by you but you have to you have to do some things. You have to push yourself a little bit, and 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 grow because you, you'll be so much better. You know, I look back at my life and I go, I am so completely different than where I was 15 years ago, and that's because you know I, I took the time and bumps and bruises and everything else uh, to make sure that my life is where I want it to be today. Well, let's dig into that a little bit. I feel uh, I feel some sadness hearing you speak about. How, how so many of us are complacent and in our patterns and doing the same thing uh, each day and not dreaming. I do feel sad about that. And, and I feel grateful that I did the Landmark Forum back in 1996. I think it needs, I think we need some slapping. I think that we need to be slapped awake. Now, sometimes it'll happen through a tragedy. We lose someone we lose a lot of money, we lose our job. Often loss is a catalyst for us. I, I was fortunate that I just, I was unhappy. I guess I was, that's weird to say. I was fortunate that I was unhappy in my marriage and I was complaining about it and someone said, why don't you go and do this course? And that slapped me awake and got me into what's possible. Now the animal, animals, all animals are creatures of habit. And again, I think it's evolutionary. That's fine. But humans have this ability to say, what if? We have the ability to imagine. 
But the mind is very tricky. And I think it will hide a lot of these possibilities and dreams. And it might not even get into your conscious brain because somewhere deep in the recesses, something has said, oh no, that's going to be awkward or that's going to be risky or that would never work for you. One thing that uh, from my life that I think is crazy because I'm a life coach and you'd think I'd be fully expressed and I am in a lot of areas, but for years, 10 years, I'd harbored this secret idea that one day I'd like to dive into acting. Just start at, do a full-on diploma course, like a year, two years, do auditions every day, move to Los Angeles. You know how many people I told about that dream over 10 years? Zero. Because my mind didn't even really allow it to exist as a real possibility. It was just, well, one day that'd be nice to do. Finally, Four months ago, I started speaking it out loud. I, I was like, maybe, maybe next year's the time to do this because I don't know how long I'm going to live. I'm 53. Hopefully, I'll get another 30 years, but I don't know. And I started speaking it. And then as soon as I started speaking it, things happened. A friend heard me and said, why don't you come and audition with me for this play? And I'm like, well, I don't know how to act, I don't know how to audition, but I'll come and read, and if they like the lines, I'll read some more, and then they they cast me as the lead um, in, in a play. I just, play, I just did 13 performances of Dracula in a paid professional production, all because I started speaking it. But the point is, the mind is tricky, and it will hide these things, and I am sad about that. But for those who have the spark... For those who have the spark, uh, you know, maybe they're awakened by watching an inspiring movie or they had a dream or a near-death experience or something. They've got the spark and they say, I want to create. I want to see what more is possible for me and I want to create. And then secondly, I want to move towards that at a faster pace than I would on my own. That gets me excited. It's like, oh yeah, how do you move faster? Instead of five years to maybe achieve the goal, what about one year to definitely achieve the goal? Well, we can never promise definite, but at least double or triple your chances. That's a game that I think the high performers play and that I see them play over and over again. What more can I create that I'm not seeing yet? Like where are my blind spots? And how do I move faster, which might involve uh, focus, which is not easy for us humans in this day and age. It might involve uh, leverage, that you're doing too many things that other people could be doing. Um, There are a number of things. I usually focus on three areas. One, how's your productivity? Let's have you achieve twice as much in half the time. Two, how's your revenue? Let's double revenue. And then three, how's your leverage? What could other people be trained up and manage to do maybe better than you can and a free and much cheaper than, than you can? I love that. And the revenue side of things, my original career was in public accounting and working with businesses big and small. We would focus on, okay, how do we grow revenue? How to grow revenue? But one area that sometimes they didn't look at and I helped them kind of take off the blinders and and look a little clearly is okay let's look at your expenses and from a life standpoint if you're trying to build your business and you have revenue 
you know, how are you spending your time? What are you working on that could be revenue generating versus the methodical bookkeeping, social media, all the other things that businesses feel that they need to do? And in many cases have to and shifting those responsibilities to somebody else so that you were working on the things that only you can do to grow your business and and look for different ideas. And I find when people do that, that's when they go from that. This is my five-year window. And all of a sudden, they start creating those opportunities where, like you said, they can get it done in so much less time. And and they often kick themselves for saying, wait a minute, why didn't I do this before? And so yeah. And, and it, that's that's a question we all ask, you know, like in the situation with you and congratulations on on landing the lead role. I mean, that's uh, so yeah, I'm going to go take a stab at this and see what happens. And OK, wait a minute. I'm, I'm the lead. <laughs> it's like, OK, that, that's called skipping some steps. And that's usually not typical for new actors. But obviously, that's been in your DNA for a very long time. And, and thankfully you, you opened up the door and, and mentioned it to somebody and, and look what happened. And that's, I think one of the key takeaways from this conversation for people is that idea that's in you, that, that drive, there's something in there. It's like, you know, I really want to do this. And you've never shared it with anybody. Share it. Because yeah. again, you might have that situation or like your client that, you know, got called by Shark Tank and NBC and everybody else. That was something where they they shared it, and all of a sudden, it exploded. So I, you know, another phrase that we hear from time to time is, "Be careful what you wish for; you may actually get it." Yeah. I, I, let me for those who are watching the video. I'm going to flash up. Uh, here's a picture. There's a picture of Dracula, uh, which was the role that I was playing. Which is super fun, and and you're right in that. Like, yeah, what what do you have in you? A good clue is if you say to if you find yourself saying, "Oh, I've always wanted to do that." Like, notice yourself, catch yourself saying that. I've I've always wanted to go to Sweden. Never been to Scandinavia. I've always wanted to sing well. All right, I I just started working with a singing teacher because I'm sick of saying, oh, I've always wanted to do that. Um, always wanted to act, always wanted to, like, that's a good clue. I've always wanted to go see that play. I've always wanted to, um, I don't know, someone's telling you they did stand-up, and you're like, ah, oh, voice. I've always wanted to do that, but it's been too scary. I think that's, that's a good clue, and what if you went in that direction, you know, I've always wanted my business to make fifty thousand or a hundred thousand a month instead of five or ten thousand. What is it for you? Yeah, and that and that's crucial. I, I and you mentioned stand up, and I remember this was in this is the mid '90s. I was working for a CPA firm, and we went out uh, for a dinner and comedy. A club event and I don't remember who the main act was but the opening act was this new comedian that was out on the chain called Drew Carey you know we've we've known what he's been he's been on television host the prices right now has had a pretty successful career and I don't remember anything that the main comedian said that night but I remember him uh, and just the way he was interacting with the crowd 
kind of back and forth kind of thing, which was amazing. The other one was, you know, just kind of telling jokes and was engaging, but not as much. But, you know, Drew was one of those people that just was you know, really good at it. And I'm sure at some point, you know, he you know said to somebody and you know, when he grew up in Cleveland or around that area where, OK, I'm thinking about doing this. OK, you know, go to the comedy club, go do this. And he took that step. And yeah. And, and that's the thing you, you never know, you know, and that's the thing you, you, your life could completely change forever on a path just because you finally say, you know what, I'm going to hire that coach. I'm going to talk with those people. I'm going to figure out how to do this. And there's nothing wrong if you do it and you realize, okay, you know what? This is not for me. Great. Yeah. I'm told it creates new pathways in the brain. I'm not a, not a neuroscientist, but you know, you do something new. The the brain has to create new pathways. Uh, my singing teacher just asked me if I wanted to perform in a recital coming up in a month. Oh my god, I've never, other than karaoke, I've never performed a song. I've done it with a guitar, which is different. You know, singing along, everyone sings along, but actually singing. That's going to be a whole new experience. So I said, yes, all right, I'll do it because it's new. I joined a, a playback theater troupe a couple of months ago and the audience members tell a story from their life and then the troupe says, let's watch. And they reinterpret the story and bring out the deeper lessons. Hugely scary for me. Very right-brained, might do a dream sequence and then improvise a song and... Recently, they said, all right, you're going to perform with us. This is your first performance, and you are going to improvise all of the music for the show. I have never improvised music before. I know how to play piano and guitar, but I've never improvised it. But I said, yes, because it's a new experience. So who knows what that's going to do for the brain? That's where we want to look. Landmark education, uh, they always said, this is the people who did that course I originally did called the Landmark Forum, they would say, you don't know what you don't know. Now, there's lots of things you know you don't know. Oh, I, I know I don't know how to do brain surgery. I don't know how to build a rocket. I don't know how to generate electricity. Like, a lot of things I know I don't know. But what about that massive area of life where you don't even know you don't know? That's where the Landmark Forum operates and... I think it's where the best coaching operates. That's the most exciting stuff for me. People come to me for things that they know they want. They know that they want more money, they want more time off, and they might hear something on a podcast like this and say, I could be more expressed. I could be more authentic. I could be more courageous. I could go for it more. So they know they come with that. But then uh, after a few months, other things start to emerge oh, I didn't know this was something I could work on. Oh, I didn't really think this was possible for me. I'd just given up on that. Oh, I've just resigned to this in my relationship. Really? We can make that better? Um, so that's exciting for me. What you don't know, you don't know. That's an amazing journey, an amazing story. And I think, you know, before we wrap up, uh, by doing these new things and creating the new pathways in the brain, all of a sudden that gives you opportunities to see and experience other things that you never would have seen if you didn't go down that path. Again, uh, looking at new opportunities could actually bring on new opportunities because you put yourself in places that you wouldn't have been. And then if you're 
open and you have clarity around things because your eyes are open, um, the possibilities are endless. And I think that's one of the things going to back to you know the comment that I made earlier about, you know, and, and sadness is a great way to put it. You know, I'm sad that people aren't pushing themselves and, and doing those things and trying those things that they've always wanted to try. Why not? Why not? Yeah. And, and I would, I would, um, I think there's an exception. I would allow an exception for those who are truly happy. If you're really happy where you are and you're totally gratified and loving your life, then keep doing that. That's awesome. I'm speaking to those who have something inside them that says, yes, I know there's more. I know uh, I could be taking care of myself better, my self-care, my exercise, my nutrition. I've always wanted to get a handle on that, and I haven't done it. I've always wanted to have, have better sex, and you maybe, you know, discover Tantra and go into that, and I've never done it. I've always wanted to be able to dance well. I've always wanted to serve people or impact in this way. I'm talking to those people. I think it's totally fine if you're loving everything about your life and you are not questing and you're happy with that, keep doing that. It's, it's the people who are on the fence. They, there's something in them that says, yes, I know there's more. And on my deathbed, I am going to regret not going for it. Those are the people that, that I want to help. That's awesome. So I've loved this conversation, David. Where can people find out more about you and this incredible work you do? Thank you. They can go to myfocusgift.com. I, I, I created a couple of downloads for listeners who wanted achieve twice as much in half the time so there's a couple of free gifts there and uh, also if something resonated for you on this call and you're thinking yeah I could go further and faster with a coach I want to check it out there'll be a link there where you can request a 15 minute session with me and I don't charge for that it's how I find if we're a fit or not we'll see if it's got legs and you can do that at uh Oh, and also, if you want to listen to my podcast, as well as listening to the amazing Michael Levitt, uh, you can listen to Extraordinary Focus. And again, you can find that at myfocusgift.com. I'll definitely have that in the show notes, and I definitely encourage everybody to subscribe to your show as well. It's a great show. So, David, thank you again for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Michael, and good to meet you. Likewise. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.